Amen. Thank you very much. Get your Bibles, if you would, please. Turn to Matthew, chapter 28. I want to get to reading verse 16. I uh, pray much about this election. Be sure you get your votes in early, and everybody vote. Amen. Just uh, it's a God-given privilege, and I thank God for it. So uh, get out and vote. Encourage everybody you know to vote. But I was laying the other night. Uh, I don't get where well, I don't get to sleep, go to bed before twelve, one o'clock. But I was, I went to bed, and then I couldn't sleep, and I'm laying there looking at the ceiling. I got so worried. I mean, just you know how the devil attack you once in a while. You think about the country, and you think about everything that's going on. And and I was laying there, and I think, what's going to happen if our, uh, they don't elect our, uh, Trump back into office in this mess that they keep talking about is going to happen in this country. What's going to happen? To my, I, I got a picture of my... I, by the way, I got the prettiest little grandbaby in the world. Just want you all to know. But uh, they sent me a picture of her, you know, on the phone. I was thinking about her and my other little ones. It's just, you know, I got a whole bunch of them now, it seemed like. And, and uh, I got to thinking about what in the world is we're going to be like if it keeps going like it is right now for them. And I know that I'm going to be in heaven for long. I'll be out of this mess if, if the Lord don't come for so long. But I think about our grandkids and our kids that's going to be here and um, what they're going to be going through if, and, and you know how the devil just bombards you with all these doubts and all these things just coming on you all at once, and all of a sudden uh, the Lord said to me, um, I'm in charge. <laughs> and I'm, I'm serious. I, I got such peace uh, that, uh, you know, I'm going to do the best I can for what I believe is right. And uh, I'm going to do my best to treat my fellow man the best I can. I'm going to vote. I'm going to express what I believe is right. I'm going to express what I believe right is according to Scripture. I'm going to encourage everybody I know to follow the Bible and do what they think is right according to Scripture. But when it's all said and done, it's in the Lord's hands. And you got to relax and say, all right, Lord, you take care of it. But I do believe that God taught us to pray and seek His face. And if we'll do certain things, that uh, He will honor our prayers. I know one thing, I prayed for the Rays last night and they won. I don't think that has a thing to do with it. But anyway, I, I, do. <laughs> I just believe in prayer. I just do. And I believe God blesses. Now, when I was thinking about that, I, I come across these scriptures reading. I love to take a chapter of the Bible and go through it sometime. So Matthew chapter 28, and I'm going to begin reading verse 16. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and though I am with you always, even to the end of the world, Amen. 
Father, bless us studying and reading of Thy Word now to each one of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Verse 16 and 17. Now, then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw Him, they worshipped Him. But here's what I want you to see. But some doubted. Now, the eleven disciples went away into Galilee. But Jesus had chosen twelve men to travel and work with Him. But Judas was the devil. Notice now, when they saw Him, though, the Bible says they worshipped Him. One thing for sure, I believe. One of these days, we're going to see Jesus face to face. And when we do, all this stuff down here is going to be behind us, and all we're going to have on our mind is one thing, worshiping the Lord. Amen? It's too bad that we can't come to that place in our life down here now. That we just push all this stuff out of the way and worship the Lord. Amen? Now, notice with me please the last part of verse 17. But some doubted. Three powerful words. The word but. That one word is a downfall of many a person. Like uh, I would, but. I know, but. I could, but. I love you, but. All the negative buts in the world will not hold up at the judgment seat of Christ. Amen? It ought not to be but with the Lord, but like Paul said in Acts chapter 9 and verse 3 through 6, he's, when God saved his soul, he said, What would you have me to do, Lord? And he never questioned the Lord. He just said, What would you have me to do? Now, notice the word some. But some doubt it. There's one thing I've learned in all these years of preaching the gospel and being in the ministry. You will never have 100% of any people uh, when it comes to doing anything. I don't care what it is. There's always going to be somebody that says it can't, it can't be done or they're doubting it. They're just, it's going to be one It's just going to be against it or if you're against it, therefore, you're not going to get 100% of everybody all the time. Jesus' own disciples were no different. Uh, Jesus started out with 12, now he has 11. Some believe, yet some doubt it. Never 100% for or against. But that didn't stop Jesus. Thank God for the... Uh, that some will, though. Now notice the word doubted, but some doubted. Doubt is an ugly sin. Doubt is a damaged sin of the unbelief. John 3.18 He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Mark chapter 16, verse 14. After he appeared unto the eleven, as they said at meat, and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not the, them which had seen him after he was risen. Now notice, he that believes this is not conde- is condemned already. Because he is drunkard? No. Because he's a Catholic or a Baptist? No. Because he's a murderer? No. Or you could go on and on. But why is it he that believeth not is condemned already? Because of unbelief. Unbelief or doubting is a tree that produces the fruit of murder, 
drunkenness, gambling, lying, cheating, you can go on and on when it comes to sin and people's life. Doubting is where the seed is at. Now, if we have faith in God, we'll not doubt what God tells us in His Word. Uh, we may not understand all the Bible says, but we will accept it because God said it. Hebrews 6.18 says God cannot lie. I was talking to a man just uh, last night on the phone for a long time, and uh, one of the things I kept saying to him, uh, we was talking about just how do you know the certain things in the Bible, and how do you know which Bible to use, and why you know which preacher is right, and so on. I said, there's a rule of thumb in studying the Word of God. And that rule of thumb is God cannot lie. Now keep that in mind. If God says something over here then in the Bible, okay, where it's at? If God says something in the Bible over here, then it's got to say the same thing over here. God doesn't change His mind. It's always the same all the way through the Bible. And the way you tell anybody that's wrong in their teachings is if they say that God says something over here in the Bible and they get over here and they change it to some other meaning when He's talking about the same subject, they're wrong, not God. And you always remember that. I had a person come to me and ask me here some time back, how come you are a Baptist? Now, if, if I read the Bible correctly, the church... Is God's church. Right? Well, then why don't we put the church of God out in front? I mean, why don't we go outside and change the thing from Baptist to the church of God? Because if you ever read the church of God doctrine and understand what they believe in practice, we can't go along with that. Amen? You know why I'm a Baptist? Because of the Baptist doctrine. The Baptists follow the Scriptures. They go along with the Scripture, whatever the Bible says. It's not you take the Scriptures and conform to you. You conform to the Scriptures. Whatever the Bible says is true, and you stay with it. Now, I want you to watch this, please. Faith brings the grace that saves. We're not required to have strong faith to be saved. You know what the Bible says? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Does that take a lot of faith? No, but it takes some. Amen? So you don't have to have a lot of faith to be saved. But faith brings the grace that saves. But after we're saved by grace, strong faith makes us more effective servants of God. Strong faith makes us more effective soldiers in His army and fruit bearers in His vineyard. Uh, those who have weak faith can strengthen their faith by exercising or using the faith God has given you. Now, I believe this. If you start out, I, I, all I knew was that Jesus came in this world and died for my sins and I trust Him in my Savior. And I trust Him to save me in the beginning. And I didn't know all the doctrines and all the things that's taught in the Bible. But the more I learn, the more I study, the stronger my faith becomes. Did you ever read the Bible? Hey, let me tell you one thing that tripped me up right off of reading the Bible, right after I got saved. I was reading the Bible and it said, Now, Adam and Eve, two people in the world, that's all. Weren't anybody else, all right? They started the race off. Then you get off and they have some children. And then the Bible says, And, uh, what was it, Cain? Went over to land a nod and got his wife. And I said, uh, Hmm. How did he go and land a nod if there was nobody else on the face of the earth and get his wife? And the old devil had me, 
And I said, all the Word, you know, there's wrong things in the Bible. And I kept reading and studying and studying and reading. And one day I read that Scripture over again. And I said, that ain't what the Bible said. The Bible said he went over in the land of Nod and knew his wife. That means he took her with him. Knew her is a sexual relationship having children in the Bible. There's a difference, you see. And so if you read something... And you say, oh, wait a minute, the old devil tricked me up. I got, oh no, this is a lie, it says change. No, you read it wrong. You studied it wrong. What you've got to settle in the beginning, if you want to understand the Bible and how faith and not doubt is, realize one thing. If God says something in the Bible, it does not lie. It's the truth, and it will stand on its own. I appreciate a man telling me years ago, as a young Christian, he said, let me tell you something, son. He said, if you tell a lie, you've got to prop it up with another lie. And you, tell, you just keep on propping it up. That's all you do. If you tell a lie, you just have to keep propping it up with another lie. He said, if you tell the truth, it'll stand on its own. The truth will stand. It's truth. Amen? That's, that's the Word of God. Now, so by exercising weak faith, we can develop strong faith, absolute faith, in God's Word. Now, if Jesus had doubters in His 11 disciples, then we have doubters today. Uh, I don't get discouraged when people quit church anymore or quit on the Lord anymore because I got to thinking about this. You mean these 11 men that walked with Jesus and seen Him raise the dead and, and walk on water and do all the things that Jesus did and they still doubted? They saw all these things and they still doubted? And I expect everybody that I come in contact with that sets on the Word of God to be perfect? No. we got doubters among us too, amen? And you just well on up to it. Thank God for His mercy and grace though. Now notice, although some doubted, Jesus still revealed Himself to them in verse 17. Look at verse 17. And when Jesus saw Him, uh, when they saw Him, they worshipped Him, but some doubted. Now, notice, although some doubted, Jesus still revealed Himself to them. That's grace. Amen? I don't, know, I don't understand everything. I have a lot of questions all the time. When I, I laughed at the... Uh, there was a lady years ago come to our church, and she said, come up to me, and she was 90... I think she's 96 years old. And she come up to me after church, she said, Preacher... Uh, all my life I've been taught that the world is flat. Can you show me in the Bible where the world is round? And I said, yes, ma'am, I can. And I got in the Bible and showed her in the book of Job where, and, and, and different verses of Scripture where it's circle of the earth and so on. And, uh, and, and I got to listen to an old country song one day and I said, it says it just like it is. It said, it, said, uh, it must be the world is flat because everybody leaves town don't come back. <laughs> I gotta leave that. That's, the, that's the way people think. Now, let me give you something. I can't see clean across the world. Amen? Uh, they say that men didn't go to the moon. That's a fake. They, they play that fake thing and they show the earth is round. I don't know. I've never been out there. I trust God's Word. And if God said it's round, I believe it's round. Amen? I don't have any problem with that. And I don't doubt that then. Now I want to show you something. 
Verse 18, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. I do believe this with all my soul. If we would learn as Christians, all power is God's. Did you know that he said in the book of Psalms that God alters the steps of a righteous man? I can't stumble and fall unless God allows it. God knows the rock before I'm going to stumble over it. The other day, here a while back, I was over at my late place and I was working on my uh, boat lift. My son got me a boat lift that I can lift my boat up out of the water. And that thing, you push a button, it goes right up, you know. That's a fancy. I'm getting fancy. And I'm over there, I'm working on that thing, you know, right by myself. And I slipped off of the edge of that thing and went and fell in the, <laughs> the canal. And I'm up to here and looking at it. And I got to look around. My neighbors called. My neighbors always sitting over watching everything I do. You know? And I got to thinking, I'm so glad God's in charge. Amen? I'm glad God watches over me. Why, if He didn't, I'd be in trouble all the time. And the Bible says, God is all power. Quit your worrying then. Quit your fretting. Don't doubt everything in the world. Now watch this. There's a vast difference in this Jesus here now and the lowly Jesus that went to the cross. In the very first word Jesus spake to these assembled disciples, He claimed omnipotence and universal sovereignty. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Now you can't fight against Jesus and win then. He has all power. Jesus has created all things, had an original right to control all things and dispose of them at His will. Hey, did you know that Jesus formed all of this stuff? I mean, the world and the seas and the mountains and everything. Jesus formed them by the psalm said He did it by the working of His fingers. You know how He made that Grand Canyon? That's all. I told a man one day, we and him were talking about it, he said, how do you think the Grand Canyon happened? I said, I know exactly how it happened. Paul Bunyan drug his axe down through there. Amen. I heard that in school a long time ago. No problem with that. I said, no, stupid. The world, the Bible says that God just, you know, with the work of his fingers. Uh, that great Columbus River, he said, let me have a river right here. Amen. And all the things in the world. Now, let me show you something. You know why that I can say that with knowledge of knowing what I'm talking about? Because God made everything. Therefore, God's in control of everything. If He made everything, He's in control of it. Now listen, John 1 verse 3. All things were made by Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. Amen? Now, Jesus, our mediator then, had all power to redeem His people from all sin and to purify unto Himself peculiar people and gather the church under one body, which is the head and the foundation, the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, as mediator, Jesus makes it possible for believers to overcome all enemies making us more than conquerors. Romans chapter 8, verse 35 through 9 said we're more than conquerors through Him that saved us. Our mediator, Jesus, redeems, defends, saves, the purchase, possession, the pearl of great price, the church. Amen? 
you know what? I'm learning just to relax and enjoy the trip. Just whatever God puts in my life, I'm going to enjoy it. Because I know God's in control. And He can handle it. And that's where you, that's where you keep from getting all the gray hairs and, and losing your mind. You know, I do believe this. If we don't let people back out and go back to work and get back out in the public and get, get, keep going, uh, just, uh, just today, uh, a, a person that we knew, elderly man, passed away. And his wife lost her mind. And they got her now in an institution. And uh, I mean, just, just within two weeks, one died. And the other one's in an institution. Just lost her mind. And that's happening all the time. And if you looked around and saw all of this stuff, you know what? I still believe God's in control. And I'm going to just say, I know it's going to be over in a little while, Lord. Uh, your way is going to be accomplished. Whatever that way is, I'm still in your hands. That's the reason I want everybody to be a Christian. I want to lead as many as I can to saving faith in Christ. Because I want them to understand, my Father will take care of you. Amen? Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, will you bless your people tonight? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We even have a little bit come by. See there? You better watch it.